Hi, I'm Jackie. Hi, I'm Emma. And this is Two, Two Pints, Pints of Brew and, and a Chocolate, Chocolate Crispy, Season 4. Episode 3. Myths and Legends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're very straight. That's okay. <laughs> I love you. That's that. Oh. So, today, today we are discussing witches. Witches. However, apparently I cackle like a witch. You do. <laughs> At times, you do. Yes, I know. I'm yeah. famous in Mint Law now. Yeah. <laughs> Through the youth. Through the youth. Hello, children. <laughs> Goodness gracious me. So, we have decided to do this over two episodes. Mm. It wasn't our intentions. No. However, because of what's been happening this year with regards to the witch trials and the apologies from the government, mm-hmm. we have decided that it would be important for us to touch on the Scottish witch trials and its history. Yes. Along with, obviously, giving you some legends. Legends. Um, speaking about some famous witches mm-hmm. of Scotland. Mm-hmm. And also the stereotype. Yes. Which has blown my mind. Yes. I mean, yes, you've told me bits and pieces, and my mind has also been blown, blown off. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, so yes. was theirs, by the way. But anyway, so... <laughs> Spoiler alert. So we're going to start off with just the stereotype of a witch. Yes. Because for me, the stereotype is the Halloween witch. Yeah, that imagery of that of that figure and the black and the, the broomstick and the cat and the warts and the green and the whatever else. Yeah. yeah. That to me is like what people believe. I think it's is like a, a universal. Now. Yeah, it's like a, even if people are like aware of like the spiritual term of it and other things i think that instantly that's the image that comes to your mind when yeah. you think witch yeah absolutely agree mm-hmm. um and i put out a um i put out a poll on twitter mm-hmm. asking if people believed in witchcraft mm-hmm. and 50% said yes and 50% said no oh, right on which fence. i found quite interesting i did one on instagram but i will I might do it again because I forgot that when the timer's done, it doesn't like go, this is what your results were. It just is like done. It doesn't tell you. So I'll have to do it again. Yeah. And double check it. Again, I'm wondering if maybe the stereotype of the witch Mm -hmm. would make them think differently. Yes. That would influence their answer. Yeah, I think so. So I think that there's people, people going, I know that people call themselves that today is part of like like a lifestyle or religious movement or whatever um and maybe people are like i know that that exists but i don't believe in it yeah so it's quite interesting but just before we started this episode recording and i said to jockey i think that maybe an entire season yeah on witches would be good because the information well it's not just that there's so well even so much for here, but if you think how different it is in other countries as mm-hmm. well, and like there's still even in some African countries, if you're seen as declared a witch by them, it's like you're killed off. Yeah, yeah, that's even still now, present now. now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But even just, you know, there's so many different pieces of information that are real and not real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's try, it's mm-hmm. trying to feed out the rubbish really to be honest with you along with what is actual fact yeah and i found when i was looking at the stereotype of the witch there was so many different reasons given and theories of why it was as it or is as it is sorry how it came about so for instance so the heart The pointed hat. Now, we were discussing this off air. Yes. Off air. Um, off air, yes. <laughs> um, and I'd read into it about the hat, and it had. I'd found a, an article where it said that it's actually derived from the Jewish. Okay, yeah. Which I was like, oh, wow, okay. So, apparently, after 12.15, the Jewish were required to wear a cone-shaped hat called a Judenhut. Okay. I think I've said that right. Mm. Which, um, this then made the Jewish visible targets for anti-Semitism. Oh, shock. 
that the Jewish were also closely associated with satanic threats. Mm. And because of this, a law was passed in 1431 in Hungary Mm -hmm. that required those accused of sorcery to wear a peaked Jew's cup. And I was like, okay... But this was then printed, went to print. Yes. In however they did newspapers. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that circulated around Europe and then later on in the US. And I think it really did grow arms and legs. Yeah. That, you know, if you were a witch or a wizard. Concept. Yeah. That you were going to be wearing this, this hat, pointed hat. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you said to me, you said to me that the there was another reason behind yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's... I can't remember if it's specifically in, in the Wicca sect of, like, witchcraft for today or, or more modern witchcraft or whether it's a pagan thing or whatever, but it was used to signify a cone of power. So your power is stored here and then it funnels up and that's why that there's a cone shape that then would be the hat. See, that's really interesting. Though. Yeah, but I think that a lot of things that are like to do with modern like religions, even like witchcraft or Wicca or whatever, a lot of it is probably taking things like what we're learning from history and putting a positive spin on it to incorporate it into something. So it'd be interesting. Yeah. I don't know where, like I know I've read about it and I know I've seen it, but where it came from, I can't remember. Yeah. Like off the top of my head, the concept. That's really quite interesting. Again, this is why I've said you could do an entire, entire season, season on this. this. Yeah. Um, because like obviously we try and keep everything from. to an hour. Yeah. And, and there's just no way, if you go into such detail, there's no way you're keeping it to an hour. Just no, no way at all. No, just thinking about how where do the concepts of these things come from, even in a religious movement set. There's so many things that are brought forward and... So and it, okay and like some people believe some things and others people believe other things there's different types but you're sitting thinking to yourself well what where does that come from and you're mm-hmm. like well that is maybe where it originated from yeah okay. the other one I looked into was the broom now the broom just blew my mind mm-hmm. absolutely blew my mind so I was speaking to a friend I still I'm, I must ask her if I can use her nickname in case she gets offended by it or anything. Okay, yeah. So she's not got a nickname just now, but I will ask her tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said that she believed that the you know everyone had a broom in their household back in the day. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was just the sticks attached to a broomstick mm-hmm. idea. In fact, they still use them in rural parts of Italy. Yeah. Um, when we were there in Italy, and the farmer. Mm-hmm. was sweeping out the, the sheds. They were still using the sticks attached to a broomstick, which I yes, just thought was just insane. Like, yeah. Absolutely insane. Well, but anyway. why, why reinvent something that works, I suppose? <laughs> well, I suppose, yeah. No, absolutely. And she was saying that um, it was used to sweep out the negativity. Yeah. It's... And then it would go um, above the above the door. Yeah, the front door. Um, to keep out negative yeah, energy. That's still like used now. You would go about saging. It's like a whole ritual thing. You don't do. speak to me about sage after my Schwartz issue. Yes, but it's not supposed no, to be I that know. kind of sage. I just well, take dry I said sage. That. Yeah, it's a sage you've got to burn. I know this now. Well, well, I well, didn't I know this at the time, did I? I? But yeah, anyway. no, there is a ritual where you still use it to brush all the negative stuff out and put it out. I need to start doing that. I believe. Mm-hmm. So anyway. The broom, <laughs> there was two, there's two whole things here with the broom, okay? Mm. Hang on so, to your hats. Keeps. Hold on to your hats, yeah, definitely. It's not safe for work. <laughs> <laughs> so, they suggest that it may have been for pagan roots, mm-hmm. and this was from fertility rituals that the farmers would do, so they would leap about and dance upon their broomsticks or their pitchforks, which sounds really dangerous, <laughs> in the light of a full moon to encourage growth of their crops. Aye. Totally, I'm on board with this. Mm-hmm. The next bit I'm not too on board with. We're not feeling this. No. Okay, well, I wouldn't want to feel it, to be perfectly honest oh, with you. It oh, sounds dangerous. Oh, oh, oh. I'm thinking splinters. Oh. So, <laughs> oh, Okay. Let's give consideration to the fact that we believe that witches flew 
on their broomsticks. That's what's said, yeah. So the theory around this comes in the form of hallucinogenics. Makes sense. So, what they used to do, apparently, is they would have naturally occurring hallucinogenics from plants. So such like deadly nightshade, henbane, mandrake, jensen wood, weed. Mm-hmm. Have I said that right? I think so. And they would make it into like a bomb. Okay. They couldn't ingest it. Well, you wouldn't want to ingest it really because it would cause nausea, vomiting, and all really yeah, nasty it's stuff. Poisonous, yeah. yeah. Um, and if they rubbed it on their skins, on their skins, <laughs> on their skin, then it would create serious irritations. Okay. But somebody was obviously determined. It was got to be used. Yes. So... If you made it in a bomb, I'd be like, <laughs> come on. So the best way to use it to prevent any side effects was through the sweat glands. Mm. Now, this would either be the armpits or the mucous membranes of the genitals. Who fucking figured that out? I know. I was sat Who here was going... Who sat around going, do you care where I'm going to put this? In my bits? Oh, I... Like, I can't I mean, eat it. I can't rub it on my skin. But by Christ, I'm going to put it in my bits. There was many a happy ending after this, right? <laughs> okay. Because these people were tripping out their nuts. I mean, they, it was like dropping LSD along with acid and possibly a bit of ecstasy mixed in. Maybe a bit of MCAT and all. Just it's you know, all the things. Whoop. They were absolutely kicking out their nappers. <laughs> Chewing off one's own eyebrows, they were. They were tripping. <laughs> They were having hallucinogenic trips. And they believed that, obviously, after they'd had their happy times with their broomsticks, they had flown. Oh, so they're putting this bomb on the broomstick and, like, that's how they're using the... Oh, they're not using their hands. They're like, this is what I'm going to put this on here. Oh, no, they took riding a broomstick to a whole new level. Oh, my Lord of Jesus. Which, maybe that's where riding, the word riding comes from. I don't know. Yeah, well... (laughs) Oh, no, no. Broomsticks were used for a whole different type of thing. Oh! So, that is where they think that that derived the whole idea of witches flying was because they were all tripping out their nuts. Wow. And also, once they eventually slept, (laughs) it also brought on some mad dreams and they reckon that that also aided. Well, they speak about like astral projection and different levels and like yeah it there's a whole thing about yeah it's just absolutely insane i also read about cauldron yes so i read uh i couldn't actually tell you what website this was on because i had been through so many websites I and i'd been reading cool, yeah. at night in my bed so i had notebooks next to me but i'd Forgive read me <laughs> that the cauldron was used to make liquor and beer. Okay, yeah. Back in the good old days. And mm. that's where the term witch's brew came from. Ah, oh, fabulous. But whether there's any truth in that or not, I don't know. Okay. The other um, ideas that I've read is that everybody had a cauldron in their house. I was just like a one pot. Yeah. And people made their stews and things on their fireplaces with these cauldrons. Okay. So I don't know if you can give me any other insight into into that. No. No, there's like lots of like things to do with it's like a symbol, another symbol of fertility, it's of like the earth, it's like there's lots of symbolism in regards to a cauldron and how it is used within paganism, but it's not its origin. It's like I think it's there's lots of like again folk legends and things yeah. to do with that, which a lot is which is funny. A lot of paganism is based on that anyway. I think a lot of what I've been reading is people trying to put a theory mm-hmm. upon it. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, but again, as I said, I I could go on for days just speaking about this. Yeah, because it is loads. Because there's so it. many different theories, um, to do with Renaissance art, mm-hmm. um, Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, just there's yeah, so, so to say, much. I mentioned Shakespeare, but as well. I mean that's just a little tip of the iceberg. Yeah. in regards to the stereotype, mm-hmm. um, I think the green skin. Because obviously, you'd said I've, earlier, you said the green skin. You think she's wizard? Wizard of Oz. Yeah. So Wizard of Oz, the wonderful Wizard of Oz, was written 
and published in 1900. Yeah. And obviously there was a description of the mm-hmm. witch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the ma- the film was made in 1939. Yes. And obviously she had, she was green, green and she was a savage witch heart. Yes. So <laughs> yes. I, I just wonder if a lot of the stereotype is probably from media stemmed from well i imagine that's probably why there is like an influx there was an influx in like paganism and that movement from things like buffy the vampire slayer and charmed and things like that in a different way because it kind of glamorized things a little bit you forgot sabrina sabrina of course sabrina don't forget sabrina i love sabrina not the one the now one i'm not sure about i've not watched it I've watched season one and it was all right. And then I kind of didn't really watch anymore. I wasn't mm. sure. I've not watched it. I can't get past my Sabrina. Sabrina. And yeah. I've had two black cats. I've not been allowed to kill either of them, Salem. Oh. Not impressed. No. Not impressed. I've got Aussie and magic. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. So as as we have said, there is a lot that more that could be said. So I'm not, I'm not shortchanging you, but we need to move on. Really. We do. We do need to move on because I'm now going to give us a little bit of background into the actual Scottish witch trials and the history of what happened. Because, so buckle in because like I've got dates, I've got places, I've got acts, I've got yeah acts and I've got names, I've got oh you name it, we've got it. But I will try to make it as entertaining for you as possible. But it's not really a light topic, so can bear with me. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. I'm not saying nothing. Don't look at me like that. Okay. (laughs) The origins of witchcraft being used as a legal standpoint is where we're going to begin. Um, And it is shown to date back as early as 1479. Oh, really? Yeah. However, this is not... When you think about, oh, witch trials and how what comes to mind and, oh, my goodness, burning the stake and the whole thing, this was not that. Basically, this was more of a a political mudslinging situation by this point. So it started off like in that kind of sort of realms. During this time, there was a widespread belief in witchcraft. However, theologians, or theologians, or theologians, because I said it and Chris said it, I think you said that right, but I'm, that's how we're saying it here, okay? They were sceptical of the whole idea of witchcraft at that time, and solicitors or lawyers would not look at prosecuting cases unless it was clear evidence of harm used, used through ma- caused through magic. So obviously, Which- how are you going to do that? How one? How are you gonna do that? But two, like, okay, you've, you've got reasoning behind you punishing somebody. Then, so if somebody's like literally harmed somebody, mm-hmm. and say it's from like an elixir that's obviously full of poison. Then fair enough. Yeah, you would do them because they've just outrightly murdered this person. But how would you prove that? And how? Yeah, it's yeah. So this is what they're saying. If there's no clear evidence of it they were like nah so this nothing really was done so during this time frame that we're speaking about three women were executed for harmful magic divination and malefice on the 10th of october in 1542 now these ladies were from edinburgh and dunfermline and they were executed in st andrew's castle really yeah but we're we're talking about three just three women i know just three it's three is awful but just does it three. say what they actually did no I so it's not like they poisoned no. their husbands or their no, husbands not clear. bit of stuff or nothing like that. <laughs> okay. However, there by the sixteenth century there started to be a major shift in attitudes, and witches were now believed to have deprived their powers from the devil. For now meaning that witchcraft was a form of heresy, which was ideal for both the Catholic and the Protestant churches, mm-hmm. as you can imagine. So the Parliament then passed a Witchcraft Act in 1563. Of course they did. Now this was one of several acts to be passed that had biblical underpinnings. So we've got a lot of like the church and the government are all like, hoity-toity together, okay? So England also passed a law or an act in 1562, so the year before, and they ma- in their act they made witchcraft and even consulting witches a capital offence. Oh, really? Yeah, like they were not hung- hanging about. They were like, nay, nay. Uh-uh. Oh, wow. So the first hunt, and I'm using my bunnies, because you just can't see, I'm using my bunnies, was <laughs> under this 1563 act, took place during 1568 to 69. So whether that was months or like the whole year, I'm mm-hmm. imagining it's a couple of months, in Angus and Merns. 
and the Mernes, okay? Okay. However, this was unsuccessful due to its inability to introduce the concept of a diabolical, diabolical act. So basically, they couldn't based, they couldn't give, get enough evidence to suggest that these people were in tow with the devil. There wasn't enough evidence to suggest it, so this hunt was totally unsuccessful. How, how did they do the hunt? My bunny fingers are going now. I think that it was probably used in... People are normally, I come on to say later, people normally accuse somebody and then they interview, they right, do okay. various so things not to like get. they peeking in people's windows no. or lurking in the shadows Somebody's watching. normally accused of it. Okay. But there wasn't enough. It's like, how do you prove it's a diabolical act anyway? And this is where it comes on later on and I'll show you. But however, in July 1574, the Earl of Argyll executed men and women of common sorcery in Argyll and Cowell. So this was the start. So at this point, we're going to add in a major player into the works. And this is somebody that has arguably influenced the witch craze considerably. And that is James VI. Mm. So James VI went to visit Denmark in 1589. So which trials were common as muck over there, and this is believed where his influence and interest started was during this trip. On his return back to Scotland, his ship was hit with major storms. Now, he blamed this on magic and evil sorcery. Okay. Instead of him just saying, oh, like it's a bad weather front, which can obviously happen. So, Do you know what I mean? sorry, I'm going to interrupt you Go again. for it. Go for it. I thought that it was his bride. Yeah, she's she was there as well. Oh, she was well. I mm. thought it was a, his bride was coming over, and she got hit by the storms, and then had to go back. No, his bride. Her she was the bride with was with was okay. with him. So on his return, he attended the infamous North Berwick witch trials, which they are the most famous witch trials mm-hmm. from Scotland. So these trials were the first major um of the persecution of witches in scotland under this 1563 act and the first to successfully establish the notion of a diabolical pact so several people were as executed that day but notably agnes sampson and john fian who was the schoolmaster were convicted of sending the storm against james's ship because he just so happened of the whole of scotland yeah to come across these two that specifically targeted his ship for that storm on that day so that's they they were. I reckon he was doing some of these mad bombs. <laughs> <laughs> so I reckon he was bang on it. <laughs> probably, James's obsession with witches grew, and he even used um basically he used this to better his stance on the throne by accusing the fifth Earl of Bothwell, Francis Stuart, of being a witch who in turn disappeared and fled for his life, and therefore was dubbed a traitor. So it's all to do with like because Mary, Queen of Scots, had been executed and she that was her son, he kinda was in line as well. So basically it's like, you ain't coming for my seat, bitch. You a witch. And he's like, Oh hell no. Oh so that's basically what me. happened there. So the king even set up a royal commission for the hunting down of witches in his realm. They were ordered to use torture to garner confessions and to deal with suspects, and he was even there to supervise the torture of various women. Oh, really? Oh, he's hands-on, bitch. Hands-on. Oh, my goodness. Just a nasty bastard. James used his experience to then pen a tact, or three books, called Demonology, which was like brochure-like leaflets kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's not like books like how we would think of them. But it denounced the practice of witchcraft and detailed how to spot one. So in the three books written that covered various topics, including pacts with the devil and man and demons, and this is where things like warts and familiars and things like that are mentioned in these books. So some of the notion about stereotypes maybe would have come from this literature. So basically all of this was influenced by Bible teachings and such. And here's your side note. These leaflets were used by Shakespeare in the writing of the tragedy of Macbeth. So I that's where he down. got his a lot of his information was from these leaflets as well. Mm. So there you go. I wonder if we'd be able to get a hold of some of these leaflets. Probably. There's pictures of them. Mm. There's pictures of them online. I imagine Google probably has them. Yeah. Or you could probably get them easy enough, actually. One of 
the goals, and personally I think this is probably the most successful, was to divert the attention of witchcraft from the aristocracy, which was mostly male, and to the poorer female communities and groups of women. He believed that women in these groups were a threat to him politically, which I don't really understand why he no, thought that. Why but would he think that? I have no idea. So, therefore, the notion of witchcraft would suppress women, and it made a sense as women were the weaker sex, and therefore would be far more easily influenced by the devil. However, in a complete one fucking 80, after the publication of these books, he then became sceptical. Oh! <laughs> he's sceptical of this notion himself and took a step back leaving the witch findings and trials to central and local courts so it is estimated that 4,000 to 6,000 people were killed during the witch craze in Scotland that's three times greater than our English neighbours and four times the Europe average really? yeah it was high and given our population Jeez. size that's high yeah. oh my goodness most executions were in the lowlands where the church had more influence. Mm. A large series of trials, <clears throat> including those in 1590 to 91 and the great Scottish witch hunt of 1597, which took place across Scotland from March to October. At least 400 people were put on trial in various forms of diabolism. The number of those executed as a result of these trials are unknown, but it's believed to be about 200. Bloody hell. Later, major trials included hunts like the six, uh, the 1628-31 to 31 trial the, and the 1649-50 to 50 trial. Probably the most intense witch hunt was during 1661-62, to 62, which involved some 664 named witches in four counties. Oh my goodness. So you're speaking within a year, you're talking about 664 people within a year were killed. Out of all accused, I'm literally throwing facts at you people, I'm really sorry. Out of all accused, 75% were women. With some being men, or, or well some men were being executed as witches or warlocks. Most men fell into the category of beggars or vagrants, so like undesirable people. Mm-hmm. Um, folk healers were not targeted even though that was what originally was believed they believed that medicine because of how things were going and how like like there was much more like um, power to go into medical professionals that that was why but that actually turned out not to be the case the women targeted tended to be older and or single women or if it was a young woman or even some men were accused it was because they were related to a witch Right, okay. So it's like a targeting you and then your family as well. Yeah. So accused would usually have a standing reputation for being a witch for years because you can imagine like older women, it's like, oh, she's right witchy, eh? And she's probably been like that for years and now all of a sudden it's like this notion of, oh, she's made a diabolical pact to the devil so now she's being accused of a witch. You yeah. Me? And would and normally what would happen is she would have said to have cursed someone and the victim would have suffered some sort of ill fortune after the curse was placed upon them. Um, women could acquire social sta- women who would acquire social standing or benefit sometimes would also be accused like if it didn't fit in yeah like oh she's coming up in the world no name yeah witch. we do not want you up there so we're gonna accuse you of being a witch let's get rid of you mm-hmm. it's also believed um by historians that the reason behind the higher numbers of persecutions in scotland was due to economic distress meaning yeah meaning the level of single women were higher accused due to their need of assistance and also the influence from the church religious practices invading into our law and justice system but all but in all the movement was about suppressing women as they were as they were seen as a moral threat by the church and therefore society at the time Okay. Wow. <laughs> I know. It's a lot. Wow. It's a lot. It's like, what? Okay. So, I'll get into this. Scottish witch trials differed slightly from normal, well, normal, other witch trials. Mm-hmm. And because we used a method called pricking, and this was widely accepted. Um, it is believed that witches had the devil's mark placed upon their body and therefore being pricked by needles, pins or bodkins would confirm suspicions of a witch. 
So if they felt no pain and didn't bleed, then they were guilty. Simple as that. That's right. So, so popular did this method become that you could be a professional pricker? <laughs> I've met a professional prick in my time. I'm sure you have as well. But <laughs> there, was actually, there was actually a job. And two famous prickers, John Dick and Absolutely John named. Kincaid, hi, would travel to use the prick and basically travel where needed and would prick women to check to see if they were... Um, a witch or not, and it said that these gentlemen's actions set about the witch craze of 1661 to 1662, but also ended it as well. This is completely off topic, but it looks like things have never changed over the years because the council employ people to do stupid fucking shit. <laughs> right, and they give, them, they, they give them a title and they travel about doing stupid things yeah, and they do. really do much. So history just repeating itself there. Pretty much. However, so however, much. it was later discovered that these men used fraudulent methods. They had fake prickers. So as you can imagine, oh, really, <laughs> yes. Oh, you can. So like, if you get a knife at Halloween, coming up for a perfect time, Halloween, and things like that in costumes, and the blade goes into the handle. Mm-hmm. This is what they had. So resulting in the death of hundreds of innocent, probably mostly women. I'm sticking my hand up like go I'm at school. Go for it, because <laughs> like I'm on a roll, babe. Me go miss, me go, miss. Go, go. Do you think that they were possibly paid a commission? I imagine, per, probably. Per person rather than an actual wage? Yes. Yeah. Oh, why? yes. I ro- reckon they rocked up to a town and they were like, like we've got right. a X to find a witch. Yeah. And they're like, found her. Found her, yeah. They were yeah, especially travelling. Yeah, it's not going to be wage, I don't think. I think it would have been travel, I, travel yeah. money. Yep. I agree with you there. Okay. They were, fortunately though, discovered and were imprisoned, which helped put an end to the craze in 1662. The most common way, though, of gaining a confession, because most of these things seem to be that somebody would accuse you, then they're going to take you and torture you enough to get you a confession out of you. Mm. And that's how they did it. That's basically the be all and end all. Somebody goes, she's a witch. They go, oh, you fucking think so? In. So. Okay. The most common way of gaining any kind of confession was through a technique called waking the witch. And this basically meant keeping the accused witch awake for days and days and days. Well, that's a torture method to the army, is it not? Yep. Sleep deprivation can cause all kinds of issues, as many will know. Most people know that it's not good for you. But yeah. by day three, our brains will start to hallucinate. And as you can imagine... This gave the prosecution rather glorious confessions, including sightings and mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff, which everybody was delighted with. Because, I mean, yeah. who doesn't love a fucking major gory confession, you can mm-hmm. imagine? So guilty witches were usually strangled to death and their bodies burned. However, there are actual cases of guilty parties being burned alive. Oh, fucking hell. Um, I most that could be the worst possible way to go. I know. Absolutely. I, know. I don't understand how people watched it. Like, how did people I gather know. to watch this? Like, what? The only thing I can think of is that people were so desensitised to that kind of things because you had public hangings. That yeah. was like a day out. Yeah. That was like, get your ploughman's. <laughs> get your blanket yeah. yeah. and get doing there early. Like I know, get a good spot. Get a good spot. Put your put your blanket down, this is far I am a day. That was like the mo- the medieval yeah. squid games. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like I'll tell you something though. Like you're saying, this de- it's it's almost a bit as well mob mentality. I know. I know, sorry, the pod dog's just been fed. <laughs> so she's crunching away. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> most most of the Scottish trials were about establishing pats with the devil, sexual intercourse with the devil and revelry with that with the diabolic or the demonic. Um and these were preferred actions to be mentioned in confessions. So imagine this was due to the church's influence. However, it must be noted that the trials taking place in Fife did not care for such notions. Nay, nay. They weren't interested, but mo- were more concerned about the concept of fairy gatherings because fairies are steeped in our culture and heritage. Mm-hmm. So that's what they were about. So 
By the 17th century, scepticism was growing among the educated elite and Scotland and England have now merged due to our Scotland's defeat in the Civil War. And in 1652, Scotland was now part of the Commonwealth and our privy councils were ceased to exist. English judges took over the cases and were against the use of torture in the procurement of confessions for the accused and dismissing the evidence garnered by these methods. This resulted in a decline of prosecution. Sheriff's courts and justice of the peace were returned in 1656, resulting in another surge, which we spoke about earlier. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, cases of witchcraft between 1657 and 59 totaled 102 cases in total during that time frame. With the restoration of the monarchy in 1660, there was yet another flood of cases, and this was the 600 cases that we were speaking about earlier, which obviously alarmed councils who banned, through then just banned judicial torture. They were like, forget it, this is like insane. So the standard of evidence against accused was increased, and the exposure of the already mentioned prickers meant that this type of evidence was dismissed and this resulted in less cases of witchcraft due to lack of proper evidence. Okay. So just as time and the change in court systems and everything came, the folk were just like, Kenfit, you're not getting a while with just saying, well, I saw her like, like a frog last Friday. They're like, oh, why you go? You're not like coming yeah. a while with that shit. <clears throat> the Lord Advocate George Mackenzie made efforts to make prosecutions ineffective. There was all there all bleh, there may also have been growing popular scepticism and with the relative peace instability and economic and social tensions had now like decreased, that may have contributed in the reduction of accusations, although there was occasional local outbreaks like in the East Lothian in sixteen seventy eight and in Paisley in sixteen ninety seven. The last executions in the records of central courts were in 1706 and the last trial was held in the court of a sheriff's deputy in Donagh in 1727 and was of questionable legality. Hmm. The British Parliament repealed the 1563 Act in 1736, making the legal pursuit of witches impossible. And now, that's pretty much the history, but... As we mentioned earlier, in 2020 and 2021, three centuries after the repeal of the Witchcraft Act and after a two-year campaign by the Witches of Scotland group, a member's bill in the Scottish Parliament has the support of the Scottish administration to clear the names of those accused. And on International Women's Day in 2022, so this year, First Minister, Nic- First Minister Nicola Sturgeon officially apologised on the behalf of the Scottish Government for those accused under the Witchcraft Act. And the Church apologised in May 2022 for its part in the pro- persecution of those accused of witchcraft as well. So that is the history. Wow. Goodness me. It was a lot. It's a lot <clears throat> of back and forward. But, like, as to sum it up, like, too long didn't read. <laughs> to sum it up, basically... It was the church. I was just about to say, like, it was, it's like it was evident people, that the church that was... really run the mm. countries. Mm-hmm. Really, when you, there was something else, that we said this before, there was something else we were working on in one of our seasons, yeah. and it came across that the church had such an influence over parliament. Yeah. Like, it was basically them running the show, and they were the people at the forefront yeah, I Parliament was the people at the forefront, but it, ultimately it was the church that was was influencing decisions yeah. being made, mm-hmm. which is quite terrifying. Really, yeah. But is it any different now? It's just no. maybe not a religious group. Or no, but it is a church a group. There yeah. is somebody that's running the show, and yes, the politicians are just the forefront of it. Really, exactly. It just seemed to be that. It definitely sounded like a lot of a storm brewing up in in areas in like in Scotland as a whole, and like how much it had affected like you can imagine how much it affected little towns. You're speaking about all these people, and you're we're like obviously we're in the country like where I live. There's only like five like 500 to 800 people mm-hmm. and you're sitting thinking well you imagine you've lived your whole life with these people helping them 
like if, if you were like a herbalist or something and okay not all of them were targeted but if you were a older woman mm-hmm. and you helped with birthing and like illnesses and things like that and then just one day you were like no you're a, you're a witch because we just haven't got enough to go round everybody it's like whatever you're now a witch and like these people that you've helped and now you're do you know what I mean like yeah, that's no, quite absolutely. shocking it, it would have been a terrifying time to live actually because if you upset the apple cart with the wrong person like that was you that was you toast and there's nothing you could do Mm-mm. to prove otherwise nope you know and even if you could would it have made a difference no no I think a lot of it as well is to do with fear, big lack time. of understanding. Yeah, big and time. And I think that sometimes is, is a massive part in a lot of things, is fear and lack of understanding. It makes you wonder how much of this, if you're thinking that over time, eventually people's scepticism had come into be educated elite. It's like, well, but then, so why did you not stop this happening mm-hmm. at, at the lower end? Yeah. Because it was okay for the poor to be suppressed. Yeah, because again, it goes into control. Yeah, pretty much. It's almost like the the church had riled folk up to yeah. create a fear. Oh, big time. Yeah. And then there was this great big fear sit in, and that's what was used to control. Yeah, exactly. The people. And you've got the 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 they had the luck of mob mentality as well. Like yeah. once everybody, like you're saying, the fear and then the frenzy. Yeah. It's quite easy for things to just. Get go with and, it yeah yeah everyone goes with the flow again because they are scared yeah i it's um it, we haven't changed as human no. beings we no. haven't really changed not really, at all yeah, when you think about so it well. we haven't changed at all no and that i think i described like the witch hunt really we're near better than what we've got now the terrorists yeah really no you know it's just just a different time with a different name yeah exactly and it's do you know what is actually quite scary is i think christopher mentioned it to me when i was leaving the house but i'll have to get him to say i'm sure somebody has accused in america has accused six women in their parish i think of being witches oh really i because it actually i went pardon and he went yeah this is what's been said because they think that this person said this because there's maybe going to be a leak, like a sexual assault a leak, a leak or something, and maybe these six women are victims. So it's like, uh, I'm going to get in first. But you're thinking, well, if that's said in the wrong place, mm. even now, yeah, like, what would happen? It's like what you're speaking about in Africa. Yeah. And that they're still... Yeah, they're still kill, killing, killing people. People they, they have Africa. been accused of witchcraft. Yeah. Wow. It's quite scary. It's really sad because even like, it was just nine times out of ten, it was just normal people. It wasn't like it was people that were dealing with the devil or even um, like people in like the witchcraft movement are like, oh, these are like my people and things like that, and they killed us off. It's like no, most of it was just normal people. It was just regular, regular, folk. yeah, me and you, yeah. Just really, just people me and just you living their lives, and this is what happens. Yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, I know it is. It's it's terrifying. Another thing I find ter- terrifying, you saying that about somebody in this day and age being accused in in say a a first world country, let's say yes, um, in America, you look at things like rule. V Wade being overturned. Oh Christ, yeah. Right? And yeah. how how that has an impact. Yes, there's a big suppression could, of women. Could there be a possibility of witchcraft being it's brought not like, in and, yeah. and prosecuted for that again? It's, you know what? Do you know what I mean? I mean to me anything's possible. Anything is possible these, now. These days, I find yeah. I find this is quite scary times because anything is possible now. Yeah. I find it terrifying. And again, as I say, I've said this to you many a times when we've been doing topics, history just keeps repeating yeah. itself. Well, we're and speaking we about, never learn from our mistakes. You speak about anti-Semitism in the beginning with the hat and you're thinking, well, it wasn't that long ago that the Labour Party was accused of anti-Semitism yeah. in their ranks. The, the anti-Semitic crimes are on a high again, even yeah. over the water. And you're sitting thinking... Why? They were being persecuted while well, in fifteen twelve. No, twelve fifteen, I said, wasn't uh-huh. it? It wasn't fifteen twelve, it was twelve fifteen. And we're still they're yeah. still facing the same problems really today in twenty twenty two. Yeah. 
so Why? much judgment. I don't get it either. I, I understand. Just I said care. to you earlier, so in the Bible, it, it was Jesus that said they will never be at peace. The Jewish folk will never be at peace. Yeah, and I just don't understand. I'm like, why does what what why what does it matter? I don't know. I think that's something I'm gonna have to read into yeah. because I really don't understand that. So let me see what type is it. So, I have got a couple of examples of some um witch situations. Switch situations. Witch situations. <laughs> um. Yes, I've got a couple of examples of some cases. Um. These aren't the legends. They're just like this is straight up. This is what happened. Mm-hmm. So just to give an example, because that was a lot. To be fair, I've just given loads of dates and shite. So that was a lot. So this maybe will be a bit make a bit more co- give it into context. So. It's down as famous witches of Scotland because I think that these are just famous cases which involve witchcraft. So Janet Douglas or the Lady of Glamis. So when King James V was a teenager, his guardian and stepfather, Archibald Douglas, the sixth Earl of Angus, kept him as a prisoner. So when James eventually escaped and he vowed that basic to like revenge, like yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm seeking revenge. I'm loving it. So his stepdad kept him... Yes, as a prisoner. As a prisoner. Yeah. Lovely. So, but he did not just on his stepdad, but also his extended family, and that included Janet Douglas, who is the Lady of Glamis. Or Glams. Is it Glams or Glamis? I think it's Glamis Castle, isn't yes, it? Yes, it's Glamis Castle. And in 1537, James had her arrested with a... What the hell did I write there? Trump, basically a trumped up charge of witchcraft and mixing of a potion in a conspiracy to kill him. And the people around her were tortured to exact the necessary evidence for her, for her conviction. And on July the 17th, Janet was burned alive at Castle Hill, Edinburgh with her young son forced to watch. Oh, wow. Yeah, we were like horrible. We are horrible. We are Humans horrible. are horrible. Dude, it's awful. It's not, it's not changed. I just, yeah, I just think it's like, it's so, people like look back at these times and go, we were just awful to each other. And you're like, all you need to do is open up YouTube and read some of the comments that people write. Yeah, I mean, and you're like, it's fucking awful the way people like, speak <coughs> to each other. I mean, basically, we have laws in place in the United Kingdom and a lot of the, I'm going to say first world countries, but I really don't think we are, but never mind. Yeah. Um, that prevent us from being lunatics, basically. If those laws weren't in place, it's like, be like the, the purge, purge yeah. where everyone just goes absolutely nuts, we'll be out killing people and everything, because that, because humans are messed up. Yeah. Absolutely messed up. So we then have Helen Duncan. So she was the last Scot to be tried under the 1735 Witchcraft Act. But I think it said 1735, but I think that that was a mistake because the Witchcraft Act was appealed in 1736. So I think it meant the 1563 Witchcraft Act. Right, okay. Because when I wrote, because I was writing it and I thought that's not the right date because I already know because I already wrote it up. The calendar born Duncan was notorious as a schoolgirl for her dark premonitions and and hysterical outbursts. And later she claimed that she could summon spirits by emitting ectoplasm but in fact it was a cheesecloth oh, God. so in 1941 oh so it would have been the 1735 act they were right enough <laughs> like here's me correcting them like that's incorrect so in 1941 duncan held a seance in which a dead sailor told her that hms barham had been sunk but because this information wasn't available to the public, Duncan was arrested and imprisoned for falsely claiming to procure spirits. She was the last person. Okay. So, we then have the bonus witches. So, in 1679, Annabel Thompson, Margaret Pringle, Margaret Hamilton, William Craw, Bessie, now, I think it's Yakar. I think that's right, and another Margaret Hamilton, but we'll call her Maggie, were detained in the toll booth at Barrowston Ness on charges of witchcraft. It was alleged that they had all renounced their baptism and eaten, drunk, danced and fornicated with the devil on numerous occasions. Now, to me, it just sounds like a party. 
One of the women was also who was also accused of using magic to locate money and they were all found guilty and strangled at the stake. Oh, God. Yep. Yeah, I know. And then the last one is Janet Horn. So she was accused of being a witch in 1727 and Janet Horn was the last person on the British Isles to be executed of witchcraft. When Horn and her daughter were arrested in Dunnach or Darnach after being accused of being witches by their neighbours, she was she was showing signs of... Basically, she was being, becoming senile. She was old and stuff. After a hasty trial... They were both found guilty. Whilst her daughter managed to escape, the old woman was shipped, was stripped, smeared with tar, and paraded through the town on a barrel and burned alive. Oh my goodness! So like she was the last, but it sounds freaking <clears throat> horrific. It wasn't even just like your average. Do you know what I mean? Strangling at the stake and then burned. It was like no, no, no. That's like really humiliating. I did read quite a bit about how they tortured them, like putting them in bottles and things like that. It was just absolutely horrific. I don't know if we're going to maybe touch on that. I don't know. Um, next week, I don't you know. Could do. um, it's not, it's not pleasant. I mean, it's you go pleasant. through, I mean, if you go to like, um, I did like a, a, a tour in Edinburgh and well, like I know you've done tours as well and one of the ones that we went on it was about and I think you see it on YouTube you know that guy that you yeah, watch that Josh watched. and stuff yeah I went in there and like you see like the the compression of the tongue thing and the thumb screws and you just are like how were you expecting somebody to like there was no chance of course you were going to make confess. it stop yeah. of course you were going to yeah confess. absolutely like, yeah so yeah it's just insane, absolutely it's quite, it's insane. quite harrowing, really. It is, it is. We might touch upon that next week. We might not. Yes. Do you want to finish off with one of the legends? Go for it. Yeah? I love it. Yes, give us a legend. So I'm gonna I'm gonna finish off with this one. Now, there's not a lot of information and I may have a theory on it. Okay. After researching the area. Yes. Um, but I have tried. I've even reached out to people on Twitter and everything mm-hmm. that I've seen hashtag it <laughs> to see if they had any more information. Hey, no give me one, more. Give me more. No one seems to have any more information. Okay. So it's called The Legend of the Grin Iron Wife. Okay. So the story starts off in Hopeman. And this is a small seaside town on the Moray coast. Mori spelled M-O-R-A-Y, yeah. by the way, because whenever I was looking, it was M-U-R-R-A-Y, as in Andy Murray. Yeah. No, no. Murray, not Murray. Murray. Coast, which is 37 miles, 59 kilometres from the city of Inverness. And in 2011, Hopeman had a population of 1,724 people. That's quite a lot. It is, actually, especially when you look at a um, drone yeah. picture of the, the, of the area. area. So Hopeman was built in 1805. Okay. And this was to house and re-employ people who were displaced as a result of the Highland Clearances. Okay. So as far as I'm aware, from what I could find out, there was nothing there. Okay. This whole village was created in 1805. Oh, wow. Just like plonk, here's like loads of things for people. Yeah. Okay. This is my understanding. All right. okay. Okay. So... On the trail, before the beach, there's a very large rock and it's got a plaque um, attached to the rock. Okay. And on it it says, The Grin Iron Wife, a local legend of a sea witch who lives amongst the outer rocks, lying in wait for any young children venturing out too far from the beach. There are still sightings of the Grin Iron Iron Wife, so all children should play in the safe area of the Sheepies Loch. Okay. I cannot find a loch. Oh. And certainly not one called Sheepy's Loch. Oh. And when you look at the drone pictures of above it, I can't see any loch There's there at all. There's no loch, okay. So I don't know if maybe they mean the shallows. There, it is a bay, like a very circular bay. Okay, I so, so just bide within. I just think maybe bide within the shallows. Yeah. Can I idea? I like this bit or here. Or stay within the shallows, I sorry. don't go wandering up the rocks or anything. And that is it. Okay, that's really ominous. There is no more information. Okay. So, apparently, I did see somewhere where it said that 
people had seen a woman on the rocks. Okay. And that's it. Oh. No story behind it, like, what does she look like, or did she Where disappear? Where did this come about? Or, or... Yeah, nothing. Absolutely oh, not. So, however, I would dig in. Dig, dig. <laughs> so, Hopeman is just along the coast from Lossiemouth. Yes. So it's about 6.3 miles, 10 kilometres south of Hopeman. And in between there, there's caves. Okay. And there's a couple of names for the caves that I've found, and I'm presuming they are the same cave. Okay. So there is the Sacrificial Cave. Oh, ominous again. (laughs) (laughs) And also the Sculptures Cave. Okay, not so bad. So, the cave can is inaccessible at high tide. Okay, so it's, it's quite like under dam, wire, so it's completely underwater. underwater. Yeah. All right. Well, hmm, I'm not quite sure how it could be fully immersed because of what they found. Okay. So let me get back to that. Okay. So the sculptures cave, possibly because there's Pictish symbols carved into the entrance. Oh right, that's cool. Of the cave. Oh yes. Um. But the sacrificial cave, because they found bones in there. Oh, shit. So they found bones of children. (gasps) No way. Yeah. So from what I understand... Sorry, I'm just going to grab my bit of paper because I've obviously turned it over without realising that I've turned it over. So um, they found um, bones... Of yeah. children. Oh, no. And they appear to be decapitated. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. It's, sorry, it's also known as the Cave of the Dead. Again, I am presuming... This is all the all same the, place. This, this is all the same well, it place. Sound but it's pretty. just by different people. Yes. Um, And they focus on different aspects of it. So, obviously, the Sculptor's Caves, they speak about the Pictish symbols that are carved... They also speak a lot about the Iron Age artifacts and late Bronze Age artifacts. So that's what ten thousand to eight hundred BC, something like that. Yeah. Um. Early, early doors, like. So there's a couple of theories that they wondered if, the during the late Bronze Age they used the cave for leaving the dead bodies so that they would rot. Okay. And then it would be easy. For them to be collected, the bones, okay, and then go on to a different whatever their ritual may be. Yes, okay. Um, another idea was that they'd taken the skulls, okay, and put them on stakes. Oh. And put them at the front of the cave. So Ooh. there's holes at the front of the caves that would take stakes. Oh, so this and is then put quite... them off as a warning. Okay. They also found um the. Bones of adults. Oh. As well. All right. And so, again, they were wondering if maybe it was sacrificial. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, could be. So they really don't have any ideas. But there was lots. But there's lots going on that case. And it just just seems a bit... Yeah, it just seems a bit funny that specifically the plaque on the rock wretches children and they're not that far, far. that's what the majority of yeah. the, the things are yeah and the but the actual village is only 220 years old roughly give or take okay um whereas obviously a thousand to 800 bc that's a that's yeah. a long long that's time ago, ago. you know yeah. we're speaking thousands yes so i'm just like was there maybe a myth were people already aware and it was never touched. So it was first discovered in 1920. Okay. So quite That's late quite on. Quite on, late on, yeah. Um, by an archaeologist called Sylvia Benton. And it was her that discovered the artefacts. And then obviously as she explored the cave further, That's she came across the, stuff. the bones as well. But I just wondered if there was knowledge of it. And it obviously passed locally along uh, the coast. Okay. And then in order to keep the kids... So, I mean, as well, if you think about it, so a lot of people from the Highland clearances would have been inland. Yeah. They possibly wouldn't have been near the sea. Yeah, probably. Not all of them would have no. been near the sea. No. 
so is it possible maybe the children were brought there and obviously the sea they want to play in it wow this is all new or yeah, don't go too far, far out. out people have told them stories and so they create a legend of the sea witch yeah so what you say because some legends are about our children's basically children's stories keep them behaved Haved. yeah so possibly possibly and it's just a fluke that it's I can't imagine it's a complete coincidence. No, I don't really think I believe, and I don't know. Yeah, I can't. I can't see it being. But that's but that's weird. Very strange. Very strange. Very very strange. Obviously, I didn't go into massive details of what the article said about the um caves because that wasn't the point of the story. No. But because I'd found it, I was like, oh, oh. children's remains, warning children out of the sea. Yeah. Could it be possible the legend was created beforehand up and down the coast? Yeah. That would make sense to me, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Wow. So that is the story of the Grin Iron Wife. Now, well, I'm sorry there that. isn't more information on it. I did try. As I said, I contacted people and even they... This they is the like, thing with legends know. and stuff, though, is the fact that you are... It is most of the time based on somebody having the knowledge to pass it down, but yeah. if nobody's passed it down or something, you can really do, is it? No, this is very true. This is This it. is very true. This is I've got some more different legends, but that's for next week. Yes, we will be back next week. We will well, be not, back next not, week. Not next no, week. No, not next week. The week after. Mm-hmm. But we will be back. Oh, yes. Oh, it sounds quite spooky. We will be back with more, and it'll probably be more legend-based, like, or like you're saying, some stuff to do with, like... I don't know. You don't know. They're <laughs> <laughs> looking at me going, what am I saying? It's getting late now. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, give me some brain's, guidance brain's here. Done. Um, yeah, no, we'll be back with maybe some more stuff to do with the actual, like, questioning and the methods used maybe maybe yeah we'll see we'll see how we get on because i mean there is a lot of legends about witches so that yeah, might fill up and that might as well. is a way to say we might stick to that because ultimately that's what it's topics about exactly so we, we just, just wanted and felt like that gents. we needed to touch upon the trials and yeah history. it's more like here's the backstory here's because I think it will make con- it'll bring context into some of the legends because mm-hmm. it will let people understand this is what yeah. people were got up against yeah. at the time. So, yeah. Okay, then. That's great. So we will have to love you and leave you. Night, night, everyone. Good, oh, night. good morning. <laughs> Stay safe. <laughs> Bye. Much love. Bye.